go. Podcasting time coming to you from the fast moving consumables locker <laughs> at PowerWorks Garage. Yeah. We spare no expense for this podcast. Oh, no, I mean, this is what, like, it must be 200 dirhams worth of gypsum board. <laughs> hey, gr- great to have everyone around. I don't know how you're listening to us, but I know you're listening to us because you're listening. So great to have you here. And we got a lot to talk about today. I mean, we got we got stuff. <sighs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I sent you something late last night about the solar-powered car from... Built in the UAE in Sharjah. I, I was reading this and I was impressed. Yeah. I was absolutely. So what I was impressed with, amongst other things, and if you haven't seen this, this is a, so it's not a hundred, so it's solar powered, but it's an electric car. Yeah. So first of all, it's an electric <clears throat> car that can get an additional 70 kilometers via solar power charging, which I think is pretty cool because when you think about it. Where we live where we live, everything, if you're in the city and you're driving, everything's a 20 kilometer away and it's sunny pretty much all year round. So you're going to have a pretty sleek looking vehicle that you're not going to be going to the petrol pumps very often, if ever. But it's going to be mad money to repair when you have an accident. Well, I, hold on, it's not a hybrid, so you'll never be going to the petrol pumps. <laughs> okay, so here's here's exactly. So let let's just let's just run through this cool car just for a second because it is cool and and I, yeah. So they called it the Lightyear O. Yes. No. Here's the first thing designed in Sharjah through their uh, science and technology hub, which is really cool, and but it's not being built in the UAE. So that's the first thing. It is it is coming to us from the Netherlands is where it's being manufactured. Designed here, put together in the, the light year O, being put together in the Netherlands. And before you want to get your name all you know onto the list and say, hey, I need this vehicle, just keep in mind, the first iteration that they've got out comes in at a whopping 900,000 dirhams. Yeah, quarter of a million dollars yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. But you know what? If you can do 70 kilometers just on your daily solar charging from it being outside. Yeah. Do many people do that? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Do you, so, and, and it says with an annual average annual yield of 11,000 kilometers. Yeah. Just to work them back. Yeah. I'm thinking for free. For free. <laughs> for free. Like, not, you don't have to plug it in. Just it's kind of a, it's still kind of a little bit of a joke for some people, but not for a lot. Yeah. Where. People are going electric and electricity is now. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone's going electric cars. Now all of a sudden there's an energy crisis. Yeah. That's strange. <laughs> That's convenient. <laughs> Everyone needs to charge electric cars. Oh, and all of a sudden electricity is five times more expensive than it was two years ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like anyone that into conspiracy theories, hit me up. But this, in theory, will do 625 kilometers on a full charge. Yep. And then an extra 70 in, a, in an average day of, of being in the sun. Yeah. Uh, it's and you know the other thing is it looks cool like it really it does actually it's really sleek isn't it, it you, you know and it's, I know it's called can't the, see any panel gaps or anything no. it's really really smart it's it's made in the Netherlands put together in the Netherlands which I thought was kind of interesting too because when I think of car assembly manufacturing I don't think of the Netherlands some weird cars come out of Holland though yeah well you know is well, it on the is it the is it the Fiskers that that were oh, out of that, Holland well, yeah. That's, yeah okay there we go so it makes yeah. sense Sharjah Research Technology and Innovation Park Hussein Mohammed. Al-Mahoudi is uh, who's talking about this. 
And again, Sharjah doing some cool stuff. It's yeah, and they're going to partner up with the universities to do the testing and the R&D on it, Doesn't which is really make, cool. Yeah, and the 500 be. units that they initially yeah. said they would make have yeah. sold out. Yeah, 160 kilometer top speed. <laughs> Look, I mean, I don't... Who goes 160 kilometers? I, I mean, I know there's people going, James, I never, I, I don't think I get up above 120 in my vehicle. I'm not even sure it goes faster than 120. This, um, this just gives you the it's just a limited run cars and as with all limited run cars it's going to be expensive to fix yeah when it breaks but the cosmetic side of it so the body panels and stuff like that not yeah. only are they obviously part of the physical structure of the car but they are forming part of the solar charging system yeah like down the roof down the hood yeah. front and back i mean so it you is end up one... getting rear-ended or having front-ended oh, you've got a massive massive problem that's it you're done for yeah. imagine what it's going to so cost to replace these it's just they're really, all integral yeah i mean it's it's one of those isn't it hopefully it's a hopefully it's an exercise in this is an idea let's make it and yeah. the next time it becomes a lot more cost effective and, and a lot cheaper for well, people to it, buy so part two 2024 2025 they're saying they're going to be coming out with the the next edition, the more affordable range, and it's going to be the light year two, mm. thirty thousand dollars to thirty five thousand dollar price I range. I remember someone else saying about thirty five thousand dollar EV, and that never happened, did it, Mister Musk? So about fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. So that's what they're saying. They're hoping. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. More affordable yeah. is always good. You know, it's it's the same old story, right? And this is exactly what, what Mr. Musk did. And, and hats off to Mr. Musk because he pushed everyone. Now you got solar cars coming out. We got solar power is a big issue. Yeah. We're going to have the, the likes of Volkswagen and the likes of General Motors and the likes of Mercedes and the likes of BMW and the likes of Mr. Musk saying, you know what, I, I got to get on the, the solar power. Positive solar panels is not a new thing. I, I've no. told this story before. <laughs> In the 90s, I was like five years old, and I remember seeing a Honda that, it was blue, and it looked like nothing I'd ever seen before, and it was just covered in solar panels, yeah. and it was like, this is the future of cars, and I remember my granddad being amazed by it and showing me it, nothing ever came of it, but solar yeah. panels are now quite cheap. Well, that what, that was the problem with, you know, 20 years ago, solar panels were big, bulky, they weren't yeah. very effective. Now they've gotten thinner. The, the you know the photo cells have gotten so thin, and yeah. they're affordable. Yeah, and you can do a whole bunch with them. So it, it's, I think it's gonna be cool. I'm really I'm really interested in this. Well, they're affordable for the time being. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a cynic. You're well, such a. This is not the PowerWorks podcast. It's the cynic podcast. Well, ground down. <laughs> no, the, there's a lot of uh, the the good thing about that is. It's a university project now yeah. to improve on it. Well, and that's is, that, 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 there's okay. nothing wrong with that. And so, for me, it gets the young people back into interested in cars again. You know, this is it. And I think this is the key thing. It's how do we get the this this generation that's behind us who aren't interested in cars anymore because, hey, I can't afford one. Hey, I can't afford rent. They're thinking rent. Forget a car. I can't afford an apartment. And now this is, hold on. There's actually a career here. You know, I I want to go into sciences. Well, what am I going to do in sciences? Hey, I want to go into automotive engineering. I want to go to, into photo cell engineering. I want to go. That we're seeing all these doors open up yeah. that are inviting people, and it's realistic that you could do this, and it's almost realistic that you could do this, and you could prototype and rapid prototype in your garage. 
You no yeah. longer need to be necessarily have this giant lab thing. So it makes it more accessible for more schools. Building a motor is something I did at seven, eight years old at school. Yeah. So building an engine and building a motor, internal combustion engine and building an electronic motor, two different, yeah. completely different things that anyone can build a motor. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, if it gets young people back in, interested in cars again and, and there's the attitude, obviously, like you say, of, oh, I can't afford a car, I can't run a car. But also there's the fact that people have maybe too much of a, negative opinion and they've been wrongly guided in the way of well i've got to save the planet so by i can only have one kid and maybe no kids and i definitely can't have a car um so that that's the sort of thing that that might change with this sort of and we we saw the it was the french one that was like a a, a, an ikea flat pack car that you could effectively buy the gazelle that's right and that was such a cool idea i i was still waiting for that to be rolled out here i I just i just You know, there's a huge French community here. I'm thinking, why wouldn't they bring one out here, set one up at the Lisée Georges Pompidou, and <laughs> say that twice? <laughs> Even they don't say it; they just say LGP. <laughs> it's like, and they say it so fast. It's like, what? Bless you. <laughs> but you know, set up a. It's it's four containers. Set up the four containers. Start manufacturing. Get the high school kids playing with it. And you know, I mean, obviously you have the engineers and you have the assembly guys, but you get some high school kids in there playing around too. And here we go. You got excitement. Yeah, it's just like grown up Lego. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> Absolutely. And I, I think you've, I think that's, you know, all, all the educationists listening, that's the problem. People are saying, oh, I don't, why is it not working? Why are kids not engaged? It's because they don't see any future in what they're learning. Because they yeah. don't see how the math applies to, hey, I've got to be thinking about the the amount of, of materials, or I've got to be thinking about the distances and where I'm cutting. I've got to be thinking about width. And yeah. I'm going to be, they, they just don't see it. Why do I need to know this? Yeah, well, I mean, you've, you've got, you think back to science at school and doing equations to work out force and yeah. acceleration and, yeah. and, and electronic resistance and things like that. Yeah. All the sort of stuff that at school you think, why? Well, and, and you My know dad why? will wire the plug for me. And, <laughs> exactly. But I, we use the electronic <laughs> equations all the time. You kind of take them for granted. You obviously don't write them out. You just work them out. Yeah. We use them quite often here. But my brother had trouble at school when he was like 13, 14, started acting out. And it mm-hmm. was like, okay, off you go. And he went down to the local technical college and two hours a week on a Thursday or something, he, he did bricklaying. I wish I'd done bricklaying. And it switched his head. I wish I was a bricklayer. He was like a completely different kid after that because he enjoyed yeah. that and yeah. he got something out of it and they made a fuss of him because he built a wall, which yep. I used to take the mick out of him because anyone could do that. <laughs> But it changed him, and it and it settled his head down at school, which which made a massive difference to his outcome. You know, I'm I'm you know in my in my fifties, I'm a university professor. I have a PhD, and and you know when you say you're looking back, to this day I'm looking back, and I remember in high school, when I was going to one of my teachers, and I had a an interview at a community college, to go and and do international advertising. And I came back and I said to him, I said, I got into Seneca. I got into the international advertising program. And he said, well, why don't you just give a shot at the university though? <laughs> and, and so I did, and I got in and I did the arts program and then, you know, go on and on, did like sci and then, you know, did a PhD in communication. And, but to this day, I look back at this and go, you know, 
I'm I'm thinking I made the wrong. I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm happy and I I've done great things. But to this day, I'm looking back on. I think I made the wrong decision. Well, I don't think you made the wrong decision because you're sat here in this fantastic facility. Yeah, but, recording this fantastic podcast. But, but I I I or or I maybe it's you know okay. But I I really in in my heart of hearts, if that makes any sense, I I really feel like. I could have excelled in a technical, more technical capacity. So, mm. you know, and, and every time someone says, okay, if you could go back and you could do it again, what would you do? Plumbing. Plumbing. Yeah. And I know that it's, it can be really gross and that, but there's a, you know, it, it, we got a lot of issues with, with homes and things. And that's a job that there's always a job. <clears throat> that was literally <laughs> the one at school when I was at school at that careers yeah. conversation age at like 14. It was like, you want to be a plumber. There's no plumbers. I think w- one of the problems that didn't help is we just had a plumber out who charged right. my dad 80 quid for smacking a boiler. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. It's fixed. He just went upstairs and smacked it and it yeah. was all right. And there it's like, that's 80. 80 quid. Are you joking? Yeah, no. But what can you do? You that, know, that, that yeah. that's just how it is. But that was always one that we were always told, yeah, yeah, uh, be a plumber. But yeah, I mean, look, I mean, it's good to have a trade. Yeah. And I... But... <sighs> Yeah, but, but you're saying that you're in the trade. You're a mechanic. Actually, it's funny because we're sitting in the PowerWorks podcast recording closet, and the whole thing just started shaking. And I thought we're having an earthquake. Sorry, right. <laughs> but no, it's, it's just that Bentley. Glenn's looking out, and that's that is one loud Bentley. But yeah. it's, the, the Bentley started, and it's shaking the building. Could have been worse. <laughs> Yesterday it was smoking as well. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Look like we're in it's Studio my, 54. It's my kind of car. Yeah. It's not smoking <laughs> it's anymore. Got, it's got warning lights coming on? No, no. Mine's yet. like a disco in my, my no, car right now. That's all right. <laughs> the wife said, should we worry? I said, hey, I listen to the podcast. They're not red and they're not blinking. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> my son, my son, when I told him that, he goes, dad, I think you're taking the podcasting advice way too literal. <laughs> I said, I, I, Glenn said. <laughs> This is not what I need. This is not what I need. Yeah, I got to get my car in, by the way. Well, bring it in. <laughs> so, it's no, no. It's terrible. You won't it's, make it. It's, no, it's parked out front right now. No, it's making it. It's 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 good. But it's it's like when you when you go to the doctor. And in, and so we do the show with Dr. Jenna, but I used to do a show with uh, Dr. Petherbridge. And he would always say that being a doctor is like being a mechanic in, in one way. <laughs> but... You know, people bring, they come in to see you and they've got an illness and then it's always them at the door and, oh, by the way, mm. what about this, that, and the other thing? And so I'm just saving, and you know, when you go to the doctor, you don't want to go for one thing. Okay, I got a rash, I got a sore elbow, I got, oh, and my throat's sore and, oh yeah, you know what, I've also got the stomach thing. You go with like five or six because yeah, you want to maximize. So I'm just saving up all the warning lights. That's all right. Come at one time. That's fine. Because I figure if I come for one, then next week will be another one and then another one. So let's let them all go off and yeah. we'll bring it and have a good nothing, look. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I'm gonna make you, I'm gonna make the Insta PowerWorks Insta feed. Walk, is, walk, is, walk into the reception, and then it's like an episode of Columbo when you're trying to walk out. Just keep coming back through the door. And then just one more thing. Yeah. Okay. So so tell let's let's move on to the Bentley. What's going on with the Bentley in here? Right. So we've kind of inherited this car, sort of incomplete from somewhere else that was supposed to have completed it. Oh. How often does that happen? A lot. So that's a, you know, this is, and this is that thing 
that I constantly say to people, and you, we've heard it over and over again, is you can go and get your vehicle done cheaply. There are many places to get a vehicle fixed cheaply. And I get it because I, I don't want to spend money like anyone else, but I always end up spending the cash. And if you go for the cheap route, nine times out of 10, you're going to go and spend more money to get someone else to fix well, it because it is not going to work. I'm not going to name any names no, here. We don't, we don't name names. I can't name the establishment because I don't know what it was, but we have a customer and it's a good customer and he's a really, really good guy. And he has a, a an Audi Q3. So obviously right in our, okay. that's exactly what we work on. Like that, that is our bread and butter, Q3. Two litre turbocharged engine. So the most common engine in this region, really. And bread and butter for us. Now, it drove, lost oil pressure, engine failed. Did the person stop driving it when it lost oil pressure? Or did they keep going? No, they kept going and <laughs> engine failed. Anyway. So, so just, just a reminder to everyone, once again, oil pressure light That was light a flashing red up. light. Yeah, well. if, if the lights are flashing, especially oil, pull over immediately. And on that car, it says and, stop engine. Yeah, Turn, pull over, turn off the engine immediately. Yeah. I mean, come on, people. Yeah. Like, there's, there, there, common sense has to kick in. You cannot make it. It's not a joke. It's going to cost you a fortune if you don't do I've this. I've come to the realization that most cars are more intelligent than the drivers now. <laughs> that's, yeah, I, and that, that's story me included. Gonna... That's, that's me included. I'm less intelligent than the car that I drive, and it's a van. But the engine failed. Long story short, needs an engine. So we found a second-hand engine, which is a much more cost-effective in terms of time. Where'd you find this? Repair. In a second-hand engine yard in Charger. Okay. Found the engine, gave a price. Yep. And the price was X. Yeah. So gave that to the customer. As I say, good customer, good yeah. friend. Yeah, yeah. Reliable, regular business from this guy, and, and he comes in, no problem comes back to me and he's quite open and honest and says, look, the car's not worth much more than what the repair's going to be. Yeah. I'm going to have a look around. Excellent. No problem. Yeah. A few days later, found one. Okay. In a garage, in charger, they'll fit it for half. What have you said? Can you do any better on your price? No, I'm really sorry. Yeah. Because you're already can't. at the margin. We deal with who we deal with on second-hand engines. We yeah. cannot take a risk. Okay. Uh, can you get everything ready? I'll take the car there. I said, that's fine. I'll bring it back to you to make sure that... So this is the first... I'll bring it back to you to make sure they've done the job right. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course, no problem. No hard feelings, yeah, not yeah. a problem. We'll see you for service, yeah. we know. But you've got yeah. to save... Yeah, yeah. We're talking a big amount of money. Yeah. In, it's half the price, right? Three months later. <laughs> Three months, that's a good... That's a good That's a good time. After various oh. problems in between. Of, oh. oh, now they're saying my turbo's failed and... They've done this and yeah. that and this and that. And it kept taking it back to the, the same. The car is still not out. It's not been going back. It's not out three months later. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Comes to us, not starting. And I'm just going to pull it out. Can you just sort it? Comes to us, battery's dead. And I mean, yeah. shorted out dead because it's been left there. The turbo, as I said, they've already had a problem with. So we get the battery on it, get it to start. Oil light on. Oil pump not working, no oil pressure. Mm-hmm. That's why the turbo had failed, because it had been running with no oil pressure. Nice. The steering rack had been butchered where they'd taken the engine out and smashed the end off it. And two of the engine mountings were not bolted in because the threads had been pulled out, and they just thought, forget it. And then one bolt that was sheared off, they glued the head onto where it should have gone. <laughs> Is this a legitimate garage? I don't know. Uh, I don't okay, know where you don't know. I you, don't know. You don't, you don't want to know at this point. 
well, and the car's mean, come back now, and we've had the, the the car has now got to be scrapped. So it's clearly that not a already, that money's already been paid. Man. That was half the amount we were going to yeah. pay, and we were going to charge more than what we were going to say. And it also still needs a new engine. <laughs> and that's not that that isn't a that isn't a. I'm just going to tell you this because it's a really memorable one. That's a every couple of months we get one like that. Yikes! Not always an engine yeah, yeah. maybe it was something else. But what are we supposed to do? Yeah. Like, as I say, good friend, good customer. Yeah. Totally understand and empathize. So but what do you not just sound like a salesman saying, yeah. really don't go there and let us do it? You just sound yeah. like you're trying to, it's yeah, easy yeah. for me and, to say. I'm selling it and making, uh, obviously uh, making a profit. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, I hear it. I hear you. But it's, you're, there, there's, this is, this is the dilemma is you can save the money and you, and everyone wants to save the money. But is it going to be done correctly? And this is another example of no, it's not because they can do it at half the price, which means they have to be cutting corners. Yeah. Or they simply don't know what the job is, so it costs less because they don't know what they're doing. And boom, boom, boom! All boxes got checked here. So what's the what's the outcome now? What's it's going to scrap it? He's going to put it through Copart auction. Wow. As a sold as seen for spares. Wow. What a shame. If it went and got weighed in as scrap, you'd probably get three thousand dirhams for the car. Wow, that's that's sad. That's that's sad. I mean, it's got a gearbox on it, which is worth new fifty k. Yeah, you know, secondhand maybe ten k, but nobody's going to take the time out to do that. That's sad. That's that makes me cry. Yeah, and and similar story with the Bentley. Had a foot, so that's the W twelve twin turbo. Okay. Proper one, the VW engine. Yeah, just got a couple of mad turbos bolted to the side of it. But every single job on that car, pretty much, is engine out. Okay, except for spark plugs. Nice. Pretty much everything else, and air filters. So, gets the engine rebuilt, goes for repaint. It's been painted a, a shade of purple that Porsche used. I forget the name of it. Porsche purple. Porsche purple. Let's call it that. And she had a full interior redone. On the way back from the body shop, having had the paint to us, and I can't remember why it was coming here originally because it's so freaking long ago. Yeah, it was coming here for something. Oh, windows, I think. That's okay. right. Windows and doors. The doors yeah. and windows weren't working, so it came here. It was coming on the way here for that. On the way, the owner of the car was driving behind the painter who'd painted the car. Oh no! Said it was smoking. Uh-huh. The engine was smoking out of the exhaust. <laughs> so we got it in. Oh, but I've just had the engine rebuilt. Can't be the engine. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's cool. It sounds and runs really smooth. It's a bit of smoke in it. Yeah. Worried about it being the turbos, and I'm worried about, you know, some yeah, of the yeah, things, yeah. oil separator from the PCV valve, all this sort of stuff, but we'll have to check it out. Anyway, we've had so many things back and forth, back and forth, and then we've, the customer brought some software to re-update, uh, to re-code the control units to remove the air suspension because he's put standard suspension on it, and et yeah. cetera, et cetera. Okay, get it, yeah. All these back and forths, anyway. Smoking, and I mean smoking really bad so all right we'll figure it out so the first thing we did was we wanted to see that maybe they'd not put the piston rings in right okay yeah maybe they'd not bored it properly or honed it properly and there was a, a lot of tolerance in there like in that the, word the, by the way honing when you're honing that's a, good that's a good word yeah i like that yeah yeah i was talking about words i like this morning yeah. i like words that end in asm like sarcasm and chasm and spasm. Spasm's a particular favourite of mine. All right. Yeah. Also NGEs, flange. Oh, nice. Blamange. 
Yeah. We're going to get you on TikTok in a minute. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we're doing the cylinder leakage test and it's not, not leaking past the rings. So basically on the cylinder leakage test, you close this, you turn the engine by hand uh-huh. so that the cylinder that you're So you're they're, they're the going sp- up very slowly. Yeah, so you take go. the spark plug out and you put a tool in there, which allows you to fill it with pressurized air. Yeah. Right? Okay. So you close the cylinder to top dead center, which means it's at the top, all the valves are closed, and if it was running, that's the point when the fuel would ignite. Okay. The spark would gotcha. go and the fuel would ignite. So it's full compression, basically. Nice. So we fill it then with pressure, uh-huh. and there's two gauges. One yep. has the pressure going in, and one tells you how much is coming back out. Kind of like an air conditioning tester. Yeah, basically, like yeah. manifold gauges, yeah. yeah. So we put 50 bar in, and we want to see that it's... 50 bar, that's, 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 good. that's good. We want to see that we're holding yeah. 50 bar. Yeah. And we can check it. Now, that's fine. It could be 2 bar. We right. want to see that we're holding... The, 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 the bigger the number, the better. And we usually go up to about 100 PSI, actually. Wow. So it's not mad numbers, but it's that's considerable. So we go and see, and there's very little difference. Obviously, there's gauge on the there's error on the gauges. Yeah. The hoses expand a little, so there's always a yeah. little bit less, and some will escape. But in the case of it being low, and it's not retaining the pressure, you can then listen out of the exhaust pipe. Right. And if it's okay. leaking out of the exhaust, it's the exhaust valve that's not yeah. holding compression. Yeah. If it's leaking out of the intake, it's so the you, intake you're valve. You're Sherlock's homing the thing. So you're doing exactly... No problem. All good. All 12 cylinders. Great. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Let's, next step, it could be the valve seals. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. okay, so let's think about this. We'll cold start it. And what we did was we took the intake manifold off to make sure that we checked the last basic thing, which was the PCV valve. Now, a PCV is positive crankcase ventilation. So what that means is when the oil is in the engine and being smashed and sloshed around by the crankshaft and the oil pump, it vaporizes a little to and, a certain and, extent. And I'm going to just pause you for a second because I just want to remind people one of the core things that we like to do in this podcast is help you to understand the jargon and terminology and how your engine works Yeah. so that when you go to a garage and they say, oh, you got a problem with your PCV, PVC valve, PCV? P- PCV. PCV, as opposed to PVC piping. Yeah, yeah not yeah. PVC Don't, windows and doors. Yeah. So, so that you see, because you mess things up. So you understand what they're talking about. And if your service manager mechanic cannot explain to you how this stuff works, walk away, run. We should get stickers. Yeah, I listen to PowerWorks podcast. Don't take the mic. That, okay, <laughs> in the back of people's cars. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, the vaporized oil creates a pressure in the engine. Now, in the old days, that would just be vented. That's why old cars stink. Ah, uh, okay. They just stink of oil yeah, yeah. fumes, right? Yeah. My, just my, all my grandfather's vehicles. He had, yeah. you know, 1975 Ford EcoVan, yeah, yeah. 1965 um, Parisian, yeah. and they all smelled. Yeah, yeah, just the oil vapor that's, yeah. that's coming out. There's like air and oil, and it's all messed up. But I loved, I loved that smell of the oil in the backyard. You walk into yeah. his backyard, and it was always that dirt and oil. Yeah. yeah. It's like grandpa's place. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. And and that, that's been ah, that's okay. not been the case now for easily 20 years, probably actually longer than that, that we've been recirculating. Now, ah, what happens okay. to that is it goes, it's vented into the intake of the engine so that okay. the engine can then burn those vapors. All right. But to stop it burning oil and to stop the engine using oil, both things are not desirable. 
there's a, a swirl chamber which forces the vaporize the, okay, where, the where's the swirl chamber with the valve is yeah so you have the pcv valve which vents yeah. it yeah and then there's an oil separator swirl okay. chamber where it's basically what's this guy one andrew give me you know i've got a podcast um so disco lights to we got go the lights the going i love this place <laughs> we got we got stuff happening on your phone we got the lights going on and off we Fire got the rumble of a of a bentley this so, is, yeah. so yeah so the oil is is centrifugally thrown out so it spins through a yeah. swirl and okay. that spinning motion throws the oil out which can then drip back down into the bottom of the engine okay cool we're talking milliliters every few minutes it's not a massive amount but it's significant if you're burning it yeah absolutely but what happens is two things the valves can stick open because they yep. get crud from the uh-huh. from the carbon in the oil and also this oil separators is is there's a diaphragm in it a rubber diaphragm which can break oh, so then the go. oil cannot it doesn't have to follow it as yeah. a desired path and it can just blow straight through into yeah. the intake and then again you're burning the oil now i've seen this five times this week pcv valves and oil separators that fail five times easily every so single day so every in, day in your almost. one garage yeah and yeah. you think of all of the agencies and then you think yeah, of all yeah, of yeah, yeah so this is a common thing yeah every single car that has this sort of more modern pcv and separator set up it's and it's down to the fact that manufacturers keep their cost of ownership down by putting a too long service window yeah and it's worse on turbocharged engines ah. um, so great with the turbo you get a smaller engine you get that nice boost and boom but you got other things you got to think the about oil degrades a lot quicker yeah ah. a turbo's spinning 100,000 rpm and it's the oil's getting so hot i mean the turbo is literally the exhaust right. it's it's a thousand degrees the oil is yeah. is degrading so fast if you're not changing your oil every at minimum five thousand kilometers five to ten on a turbocharged yeah, engine. five thousand I, yeah. I wouldn't not five to ten it's not, it's not six thirty to seven get here it's five thousand kilometers <laughs> yeah, just yeah, go look, get a change over maintenance in that yeah. case is not a problem i would absolutely yeah, be doing yeah, it yeah, no, with, with what you're just saying right now man yeah. you know what yeah every, five thousand yeah. kilometers well we've ended up again to cut to the chase this bentley the intake manifold was i mean the oil was running out. Oh, no. No. Running out of it because obviously the plenum of the intake manifold had just caught all this that's oil. That's like another nice word. Liquid oil. Yeah, that's plenum. a nice one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we tip the manifold up and I send a video of the customer oh. and it's, there you go. There you go. This is it. Simple fix, except it's a Bentley and it's an older one and it's not the most common thing and they're expensive because it's a Bentley, so they don't keep them on the shelf, so it's 15 days order. So it's like another two weeks, this car's going to be sat lying around. So anyway, we, the customer took the front panel off because we have to take the the whole front end of the car has to come off. We can do it without the engine out. Wait, wait you're a Bentley? What model of Bentley? This is a 2005 GT. Okay, it's new. 2005, in my book, that's a new. <laughs> I mean, I drove but, 2008, and I think that's new. So anyway, okay. The part's wow. 15 days, so... It's a big job, but it's not 15 days worth. Yeah. So we, we took the front end off, and we didn't have to drop the engine out. And this is one of the very few engine repairs you can do without doing that. Imagine. And while it was out, the customer got the uh, front panel fascia um, redone in carbon fiber. Okay, nice. So Why not? that was something he wanted to do, and, well, it's coming off anyway, so I'll do it now. And the valves went in, but because of how the intake was full of oil, yeah. and then obviously... All of that oil, as we've lifted the intake off, has run into the cylinders. And Lovely. The exhaust, because it's been burning, 
It's full of oil. Lovely. When we started that thing up yesterday, <laughs> just blue smoke. That's everywhere. why there's black smoke around all of your <laughs> your exhaust fans here. It's everywhere. It's black. It's everywhere. So it's not not bad now. We got it hot and the exhaust has burnt most of it out. And yeah. you know, there's not there's no. You can buy equipment that will quote unquote clean an exhaust. I'd never use one. Yeah. I would never ever do that. I think you're going to do more damage to to your exhaust than good. But the real only way to do it is to get it hot mm. and let it burn it off. Yeah, you know, and then and then it'll stop smoking. And we've got to that point now, and it's running in like it always has been running okay. Yeah, but it's no more a smoke machine. Ah, okay. So the so the the Bentley will live. Yes, but the other vehicle is is a goner. The other one is a goner. What was yeah. the other one? The Q3. The Q3. Yeah. I mean, the 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 fact that the engine's been out and the fact that the engine's yeah. had a full rebuild and these PCV valves weren't changed is yeah. frightening. Yeah. The, the, there's no... It's such a common failing. You know, mm. it's like... We have... So it's, it's the... There's always the situation when we have the conversation with customers every day. It's like, do I really need all this? And sometimes I have to say, look, you don't need this, but it's best practice. Yeah. You know, if we're going to, if you've had a, an engine overheat because of a leak and it has, and it has overheated, well, best practice would say change the thermostat valve. Right. Because that thermostat valve has gone to a point of where it shouldn't be. Yeah. So what happens if it stays stuck open or worse, stays stuck closed? We fix your leak. We put everything back together again. You take the car away and you sat in traffic after 20 minutes and it overheats again. Yeah. You ain't going to be happy with me. Yeah, it's going to be a well, Regardless of how you think about me, whether you come to me back again or not, you've still got to go somewhere to get it fixed again. So yeah. the inconvenience and the extra cost is there on you as well. So it's better to do it now. And, and, and likewise, sometimes we'll do um, a, a, a set of suspension bushes on a car, which requires dismantling a certain amount of parts, which some of them might not need to be replaced but it makes sense to replace them because they're so inexpensive and less than the labor will be to do it the next time. Yeah. So it's it's always a matter of best practice. And I think in the case of the Bentley, the PCV valve should have been changed. Yeah. The, 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 there's, the, it doesn't make any sense not to. You've got the engine out. Change right. everything. Yeah. You know, th- th- that is not, it didn't pay me. I don't know what he spent, but that yeah. is a. This is a Q3. No, no, the Bentley. Oh, Bentley, okay. That is a 50,000, 60,000 Durham job, surely, Jeez. to rebuild an engine. Oh, man. So. Okay three grand more on yeah. valves and separators. Why not? At that point, just do it right. Do the whole job. Yeah. Mm. You posted up on Instagram. If you're not following the PowerWorks folks on the socials, please do because it is, it's fun. It's informative and it gives you a lot of education about parts in your vehicle and what to be looking at and what they look like when they've failed, what they look like when they're replaced. But you posted up the odometer of a Camry. 500,000 plus was a, kilometers. A Prado. Oh, was it a Prado? I thought yeah. it was a Camry. No, a Prado. A Prado, yeah. okay. A Prado. 500,000 plus. Oh, that's right. A Toyota. Yeah. 500,000 plus kilometers. I saw that and I went, that's every reason to buy a Toyota Prado right there. Yeah, the guy that the guy that owns it, Craig, he's been coming to us for since we opened as a referral from one of our friends. And um, every time he comes in, he's like, shall I get rid of it now? Like the biggest problem isn't the the amount of times that you have issues with it, because the car's 
got a little bit of how do you want to term it? It's got some equity with him now where it can mess up and he kind of oh it's alright, it's just the old Prado, it's yeah, just yeah. an old car, of course it's yeah, gonna yeah. do that. So he kind of lets it get away with messing up a bit too much and yeah. but it's just finding even with that, even though it's a Toyota, finding parts for it now. You know? Yeah. It's a ninety-nine, I think it is. Yeah, for sure. It's amazing, isn't it? Because I again I mean, I, I moved here in 2000. I don't think that's very long ago. But yeah. people, but then you talk to people and they say, you've been here 20, you know, 22 years. That's a long time, dude. Yeah. And in my mind, it doesn't feel like a long time. It yeah. just feels like 22 years, which yeah. it's just 22 years for a car. Is a, it's a long time here. I'm, I'm starting to notice with both of mine that are 2008s and I'm noticing just things. I mean, they're not worn out. They don't need, but it's just things yeah yeah that it's after a long time for a car in this climate yeah long yeah. time for anything in this climate to be yeah. fair yeah but yeah it's uh 500,000 kilometers and still going it nice. was in first service it wasn't even in for a fault this time i mean <laughs> just in for we fixed the door locks on it we put a new radio in it because there was some issues it was yeah. done a few wiring repairs which were nothing more than just age yeah and that, so that's that's what's going on with my my red jeep i'm convinced i've got some wiring issues and I, I looked in the front you know just looking as i was washing it the other day because you know sap ran down from a tree and i was just like oh, i can't just drives me nuts looking at the hood of the car rest of the car is dirty i just clean the front hood that i see so it's you know <laughs> and as i'm washing the front i'm looking and there's there's a casing where there's a bundle of wires running by the front they're going by the radiator in and i noticed there's no longer a casing on it hmm. and i'm going oh well yeah i gotta put some tape or something yeah. on that because this is not good let's get that looked at but yeah. it's it's so it's the wiring's not a problem it's just that the cover on it and then as we're talking about heat and we're talking about it's in the front of the car it's getting blasted with bugs yeah. and sand yeah that's where we're good and then i got a few warning lights coming on well that's why yeah <laughs> it's, it's like, this is not rocket science yeah we, we've had we've had situations where you know you're chasing a fault and then you you know you eventually go okay let's let's just do this let's dive into the wiring and you pull the carpet back and there's like clearly been rats in there making oh, a nest and yeah you know it happens all the time yeah there's there's really not that much you can do we we had a Porsche Cayenne in a few weeks ago in fact the same customer's got his CLS five fifty in at the minute we had a Porsche Cayenne in a few weeks ago and he'd had his his, his, his car was in another garage. It was had a misfire, and they they told him it needs um, all eight spark plugs and all eight ignition coils. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. He said, basically, I don't trust them. Can you just fit them? <laughs> okay, we'll fit them. And we fit them. Still, same misfire, and still yeah. on the same two cylinders. Now, yeah. in this case, we could have. We always change all of them. Right. We always yeah. change them all because if, if one's Can't, failed, yeah. you don't want. You can't just change two. You got to well look. There's but, eight on the engine, right? Yeah. If two have failed, the others are likely to fail very soon. They're but, all the same age. But there's two. There's two issues here. One is the time and inconvenience to the customer right. of having to come back. Yeah. If it comes on again, but as uh, as an individual and as a business, the only thing the customer will feel is a misfire and the warning light. Right. They don't know that it's a different fault. Yeah. And it's not the same fault, and we didn't cure it. Yeah. We've cured the issue, but yeah. now one of the others has failed. Yeah. But to the customer, quite rightly, yeah. I've got the same fault with the same light. What have you guys done? You didn't fix, fix the job. job. Yeah. So we have to get it done fixed properly the first time. So we do that. It's still the same. Okay. So let's figure this out. And then we check in on the coil. And one of the wires, which is supposed to have the signal for ignition on it, was a permanent power. 
Okay. And it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't mm. have been a permanent 12 volts. So tracing the wires all the way back from the from that ignition coil all the way back to the control unit. When we took the plug off the control unit, somebody had been in the control unit. And these plugs <laughs> on the control unit, there's nothing in here that small. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. They are minuscule. Yeah. Like you cannot... Yeah. So people back probe, and, and what that means is where the connector is where the metal part of the, the actual wiring connector is people push like a paper clip in or yeah, something and then just yeah. trying to check the, the electrical, uh, either the current, the voltage or the, uh, not the current, but the voltage or the resistance. And what they've done is they've done that with something that was way too big for the hole cause everything's too big for that hole. Yeah. Oh, no. And they'd spread it. Oh, no. So they'd spread the pin, but they'd pushed it through the plastic onto the pin next to it. Yeah, there you go. So then you, you've got a short to live. Yeah. Which is causing the coil not to work. And that was the problem. Yeah. I was just like, what? <laughs> Who's done that? Yeah. And then not thought. You almost, you, you mean, you've got to have your blacklist in the office. Just your, who, who fixed this thing last? Just, you know, with the your own little reminder of not to be like these guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what? There's <clears throat> there's lots of times when you, you know, it says, don't be like these guys. Sometimes. I want that list. I just want, some, I just want it to remind me when I'm driving by. Sometimes no. you do a job on a car and having finished that job, something else has gone wrong. Right. That's always so the happen. first thought is, right, I've caused this. Where do I, what, what did I do? Yeah. And most of the time with 10 or 15 minutes just sat working it out in your head, you'll know, oh, that's what I've done. No. I mean, if it, whoever it was that back pinned that control unit plug and then put it back together, it must have been misfiring straight away. Yeah. So, what? <laughs> no, it, it's the mechanic who doesn't want the, the person who's doing, you know, the QC, the quality control. They've done it really quickly. Oh, yeah, it's all fine. Get this thing out of here. I don't want people to catch on. And then when it's gone, I, 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 I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. I just don't know how. I just don't know how people get away with it. I think it's in, you know, like, I don't want to cast dispersion on the region here but there's a lot of that happens across trades where yeah. i didn't do it no no it's it's done with us it wasn't us you must have done this is that are you mm. are you joking it's like, no. yeah, yeah yeah we um we obviously we obviously always try to own a mistake yeah you know when you make them because we in, invariably do every day something will it's go a, wrong that we didn't want to happen but yeah, <laughs> we're just sort of giving people bad news, and and yeah. I hate oh, I hate it. Hate saying it's because of who worked yeah. on it before, because yeah. it's such a cop out thing to yeah. say. But sometimes it is. Yeah, sometimes it is, and you do have to just be honest. Yeah. That's the most important is the being honest part. Yeah, we we started off this podcast talking about well, inevitably. And, and along the way, we were talking about school and vehicles and sciences, STEM, and getting people back in. Did you did you catch the the article? And I missed seeing this, but it looks like it happened over at uh, Skydive Dubai. Given the pictures, they were testing a flying electric car. No one in the cabin, but they ran the thing up yeah, autonomously yesterday, wasn't yeah. it? And I was I was given that a good read because I thought it was interesting. But the 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 key pit piece that jumped out at me manufactured in china a chinese manufactured vehicles we get tons of those here they're testing out a flying vehicle no one in the cockpit so it was going autonomous but they still put this thing up and apparently it worked yeah i'm just trying to look through for it because i did see it on my flipboard 
feed for the UAE yesterday. So, but yeah, I saw you know, that. Sleek looking too. This it's black. I was looking at this thing going, oh, this is a nice. There we go. The well, Xpeng X2. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty pretty sweet looking. It's, yeah. it, you know, it's a, it's essentially a drone with giant engines for them on each corner, and it looks like something out of you know, it looks like something out of Blade Runner. Yeah, I don't I don't know what I think about flying cars. I bad enough when they're on the road. You know, I think it opens up a whole other issue of the the routes they're going to be taking, the corridors they're going to be in, mm. the landing. You know, you've got blades going, so people getting in, people getting out, the malfunctioning of them. You know, you lose one of the engines; it's now got to compensate. Um, yeah. Of course, it can land and it can do it, but but I don't know. I I mean, I I in my mind, I mean, it really seems simple, right? Because you're just flying, but it's you. It's like the metro. You've got a corridor that it goes. You've got mm. roads where things go. Kids be flying everywhere. You've no. got to, and so. This suddenly opens up a whole new avenue of regulation, a whole new set of questions about, you know, safety. And it's just like all of our transport, cars, buses, metros, trains, boats, they all have safety mechanisms built in, in redundancies. This opens up a whole new question of uncharted territory. So it's... Yeah, I mean, you you would think... In terms of autonomous driving, obviously the biggest problem is that everyone would have to be autonomous at the same time or yeah, it won't work. Exactly. But with the, with with a flying car, it's new. Yeah. So it could always, always be autonomous yeah. from day one. And then yeah. that's okay because then you geofence a route right. and you can have this yeah. and that. And if it goes outside of the route, it's then easy. what? It, it's does just, it just bounces it back in. <laughs> it just bounces it back in. It can't go out of the route. Yeah. So... But you know, my work. So the 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 place where I thought this could really be a sweet option is this, if it flew coastline, or if, yeah, it, yeah. if it flew Sheikh Zayed, right? Or yeah, I mean, yeah. so it doesn't fly in the city, but you can get it outside. And, and now suddenly I need to go to Abu Dhabi. I hop on this thing. It's doing 130 kilometers an hour. It's going to take me to Yas. Yeah. No traffic. It flies straight line. So or or it goes on the coast, and you know, okay, now you got all the palaces that you got to dodge. But still, yeah. this could this could be a really cool way to get from point A to point B, or I've got to go to Alain. This is great. I mean, I, as much as I love driving to Alain, if I didn't have to drive to Alain, I wouldn't be unhappy. You know, it's, I, if I could just get to Alain, that'd be great. So yeah. this, this could be interesting. Yeah, I think if, if, if it's a dedicated corridor, it will yeah. it will probably work, and people will definitely do it. But like, what, caught, what caught my attention, like, like all the Chinese vehicles we're seeing here, is who's testing this here? It's coming from China. Yeah. I'm just thinking, you know... <laughs> These guys, these guys are making. They're 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 really jumping very quickly in technology and and vehicles and transportation, making a lot of moves very very fast. And I, sometimes I think some of our our more traditional manufacturers, our legacy manufacturers, underestimate China. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. They they underestimate underestimated them, and then. They were already out of the blocks and yeah. at full stride before <laughs> yeah. people realised. And, you know, yeah. look, there's all these things about yeah, people saying that they devalue their own currency to yeah. make it, that you can't yeah. compete with, you know, cost. Look. That's business. <laughs> I hate to say it. That's that's the world of business, folks. What are you going to do? Because yeah. I'm not being funny. Like you said, the legacy manufacturers in the US, Ford, GM, Chrysler, 
they've had it yeah their way for yeah, so yeah. long yeah you know same with the european the big boys in europe you yeah. know you've, you've you've got to accept now that there's new people around and yeah. different ways of thinking about things different you know, valuation i can't see well, it's not really a car, is it? They call it a car because it's personal transport and it's yeah, smaller than a helicopter. I mean, it's it's it. it, it I'm thinking it's like a taxi to me. It's, yeah. yeah, but you know, here's this is this is the challenge when we start thinking, okay, China and U.S. or France or wherever is making these things. We're we're looking so superficially. Look at the way, you know, even take Japan. Mm. Japan's a great example. Look. at at what we strive for in the West. We want to own a home. We want big square footage. Look at people in Japan. They might want to own a home, but the home's devalued to zero after about 50 years. They're worth nothing, which yeah. is unlike what we do with equity in our homes. But people tend to live in much smaller accommodation. And if you start heading to China, yeah. you know, we've, everyone's talking about you know small homes and tiny homes. That's China. <laughs> you start yeah. heading to Asia. I mean, I, I go to Bali. I'm, I'm you know in a village. They're living in tiny homes. Yeah. Whereas we're aspiring for these giant homes and all this stuff. They're already living in that. Well, suddenly they've got a, a well, whole different equation, you know, in life. The the idea of of the whole I, I there was a great program in the UK used to be on an uh, oh my god, like a Friday or something in the evening, called Tomorrow's World. Yeah. Real good. It was like an institution for so long. And it just had like like this program, by well, the way, yeah, institution well, institutionalized. <laughs> the the program would be like talking to you about the future and what was to come. Yeah. And I can I can sort of remember the whole internet thing. Well, being man. really young, yeah. And like yeah. oh, you know, we, and then we 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 had an information service on the TV called CFAX and Teletext, which was yeah, basically. Yeah. I don't know how it worked. I mean, yeah. that that to me is less easy to understand than how the internet works. But that was kind of the first type right. of internet twenty four hour news thing, yeah. and all these things on tomorrow's world, and then you'd have like the mobile phone stuff, and you're going to have internet in your pocket, and all these yeah. things that have actually ended up happening. And you know, things move now at such a fast rate that that program became redundant. Yeah, because what you can achieve today and you think oh i wonder what we could do tomorrow i wonder what we could do in 30 years two years later you can do it yeah and some or somebody's already developing it and and people are already making it you you go to the whole thing of tomorrow's world was technology to make people's lives easier so we had more leisure yeah. time yeah but if anything now and this is where the small house thing comes in we have less leisure time People work longer than they ever have. Yeah. With all the technological advances that you've got. Well, well this is why people don't want to go back to the office because they realize we're working more and more and yeah. more. I want to now spend a little bit of my leisure time in my house. I don't want to commute two hours each way. Yeah. And it's they, people are going, I want it back. But because you're out of your house all your time all the yeah. time, you don't need a massive house. No. No. You know? No. Like you just don't you just don't need a big house because you're never in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then no, and then when you are in it, you got to do all the repairs because yeah. the thing's just breaking down. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. There we go. Nice. But, no, I mean the 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 whole idea of China and the moves they're making 
all of the big European manufacturers are involved with yeah. one of the Chinese manufacturers. They, they have to be. And and look, how much, how many of the products in a vehicle because of decentralized part supply are coming from China? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's not like they're, you know, yeah, yes, a whole bunch of products are being designed around the world, but at the end of the day, there are also, there's serious design work, engineering work happening in China. They, they have a space station. They have a space program, autonomous of the rest of the world. Mm. You know, it's, it's not like they just borrowed everything and stole it. They they have their own systems that they're working on. Well, listen, on. you know, the, the, the collaboration. Man hasn't been to the moon, yeah, for 40, 50 years, fifty years now, isn't it? Something like that. Right? Like, what's what's what what's going on? Yeah, why haven't we gone back to the moon? I mean, I know it's maybe a little bit of a pointless exercise, and we've done that, but you know what what well, advancements has well, there been? Where, where's China got a setup right now? The dark side of the yeah, moon, because yeah, no exactly, one goes there. Yeah. yeah. And they've they've figured out how to do it. So they've they've put something on the dark side of the moon. They've got a repeater satellite that that. Yeah. And now we can't see what they're doing. That we don't know what they're doing over there. Who knows? Be like sharks. They're already on the moon. Stuff. <laughs> they're they're inhabiting the moon. Yeah. Well. And you know the backside of the moon is you know it's it's it's, it's craziness is going yeah, on over yeah. there. We don't know what's going on over there. There's yeah. all sorts going on. We don't know what they're doing now. They're yeah. in the only place in the universe we can't see them ever. Yeah. So listen. It's it's all fair game to me as long as as long as people aren't getting hurt for it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, wake up and catch up. You know, VW and and the rest of the guys have started to do it, catching up with Tesla. But the, you know, yeah. it it comes up it comes to a point of embarrassment when <laughs> Western <laughs> civilized countries that claim to be leaders in the world in economy and politics and all that stuff can't even make their own cars and yeah. can't even get the components made for their yeah. own cars in their and, own country and don't have the people in country to to do this yeah uh, it's it's shameful it's like you know we the, the right is on the wall folks if you're going to school now start thinking stem start just thinking make, trades make, make engineering yeah just start an doing acceptable it. career yeah. like stop telling fun. people they need to be a doctor yeah. doctors were very much needed but it's not everybody a, is capable of being a doctor because you don't have the right level of agreeableness or the right kind of let's temperament get a bunch of lawnmower engines in the school and get people playing around with lawnmowers and whippersnapper yeah. engines and yeah. learning how these things work and okay what can what else can i run with this yeah you know <laughs> let's make it let's make motorized skateboards listen <laughs> teaching teaching me to be a mechanic when i was 15 16 my granddad showing me around the cars that he had in his motorbikes, going and being an apprentice for VW at that age, yeah. in the in the early two thousands, was not that difficult. Yeah. Teaching the kid now to be, well, no one get their hands dirty. Dude. A mechanic <laughs> on an EV. Yeah. I couldn't teach him. No. I I remember back in my electronics class, Ajax High School, and and I remember the fun in that electronics class because. The, you know, they'd set it up right. We had like workbenches with independent power supplies on them. And it was always, you know, trying to work on something and saying, okay, can we blow all these power supplies? <laughs> can we blow them all? Because it obviously had a redundancy. So if it blew, it would just need to be reset. But it was quite a nice ordeal yeah. to see that sparks coming when you <laughs> blew something. And that was all we were trying to do. And, but in the process of learning that, learning how far you could go to, th- yeah, yeah. you knew how, how far you could go. And you started p- learning about, you know, circuits. and. Yeah. And electronics and the you know this is years ago but it's all stuck with me now 
and it, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it, it look I like I say I, if if somebody came here and said, look, I want my I want mine being an apprentice mechanic, I'd love that. So you know, no yeah. problem. But I might be knocking on your door if they want to teach. <laughs> if they want if they want teaching about EVs, well. I ain't got enough yeah. experience to do that and yeah. I ain't qualified on doing that. Yeah. And I don't know where to send you to do that. Yeah. It's coming. There is no there is no 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 practical application of, of knowledge at the moment in HCT, these kind of things. UAE time to get on the EV. It's time. Time. Let's start doing it. And let's let's become the world leaders. We bring everyone here to learn EV mechanics. Yeah. Come to the Middle East. In the winter, you do a night. But we haven't got we've got a couple of little boutique kind, but yeah. we haven't got any vehicle manufacturing plants here. No, we need. I don't, I don't understand why. If we're gonna start doing it here, we might as well start doing it on EVs because we've got yeah. to build new anyway. Let's do it. We got when and we're we're kicking it out of Sharjah, so let's start it. They they're doing them in the Netherlands, putting it together. Let's put them together here. Yeah, there we go. On that note, it's been this has been a blast. It's been a lot of fun. Glenn Power Powerworks Garage. It is the Powerworks podcast. Thank you very much. We'll do it all again real soon. Thank you for listening. However you are doing that, leave a comment, share the links, and we will talk to you again really soon. James out.